What's going on guys? This is Jim Ferrer, editor and commentator for Elephant in the Room. Okay, welcome to my first episode. Uh, I, I appreciate everybody who's listening. Um, I'm going to go ahead and dive into what we got going on right now in today's politics. So uh, right now, we're talking about another caravan, okay? Migrant caravan coming from Honduras, okay? There's nothing new. This has happened before, multiple times now. And it is starting to get a little bit ridiculous. But fortunately, this time, I think Mexico is on our side a little bit here. Because Mexico has basically said that anybody who enters Mexico is only entering if they have a visa. Anyone else who tries to enter Mexico, to pass through Mexico to get to America, will be apprehended. So uh, I'd like to applaud Mexico for that one, for uh, actually, uh, you know letting their nuts drop a little bit and, uh, you know, beefing up the security on their southern border. Um, but but the problem really is uh, I think Mexico has learned a valuable lesson from this and they realized that this really is a problem because it didn't just, you know, affect us. It affected them even worse, really, um, you know, with the littering of their streets, uh, you know, a bunch of low-skilled workers who illegally enter your country, who provide no economical benefit, um, breaking and entering the homes, a crime that was taking place because they couldn't get into America, so they just stayed there in Tijuana and made the, you know, made the streets look like shit, and it's a lot of problems, and I think Mexico woke up and they had a realization that, hey, you know, if America's not going to let these people in, they have nowhere else to go, they're going to stay right here and tear our environment up. So I think I, I applaud Mexico for, uh, you know, standing up and saying, no, we're not going to let you pass through this time. Um, but the crazy thing is, and I, I very much like this a lot, is what President Trump had to say about it. He said, a caravan is forming now in Honduras. It's supposed to be bigger than the other caravans. So if it's bigger than the other caravans, you know, last time we had, what, 7,000 people who formed it end up in being about double that size. So if this caravan is bigger, that could be thousands of people, 20,000 people, possibly. Who knows until the caravan actually, you know, forms because, you know, they add people as the caravan continues to migrate. But uh, I thought this was really gangster. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought Trump kept the shit real when he said this. And I was like, yeah, I, I feel that. He said, we will handle that as it comes up. If we had a wall, we wouldn't have any problems, but we don't. So we will handle it. He left it just like that. We will handle it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I can respect that. You know what I'm saying? So what are they doing? They're already sending forces to the border. They're already sending forces to the border prepared for the, for this potential invasion. You know what I'm saying? And And, and it's a good thing that we have that that we have a president who actually cares about the hundreds of thousands of people a year that get apprehended trying to come into our country. Um, the expected date of the arrival of the caravan is somewhere around mid-February. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's beef up the border. Let's go ahead and, and if we can't get, you know, the military down there, which, you know, currently we have the shutdown going on. So I don't necessarily advocate for the military handling it. But if we can get some some type of security force down there to, to handle this border 
invasion that is going to take place in mid-February. I think that would be best for uh, a lot of the southern states. And, of course, it doesn't just affect the southern states, but they're the ones most heavily impacted by illegal immigration. Um, so, yeah, I mean, kudos to President Trump. Uh, kudos to Mexico uh, for standing up. And hopefully Mexico actually uh, uh, stands by their word. Hopefully they do that because... You know, they can't continue to give people a pass just because they're not coming to stay in Mexico. They're only passing through your country illegally so they can come to our country illegally. And if you're for that, I really can't say that you're very much of an ally. That's just me. You know what time it is. It's call them bitches out time. Okay, now let's talk about the reason why illegal immigration right now is such a big problem. Because it's, it's only coming from one side of the party. And, and it's people who do not feel like they want to act. And I, I'm pretty sure I know the reason why they don't want to act. Hell, I'm pretty sure most liberals know why they don't want to act. Because they're so anti-Trump. They're so anti-Trump. That's the reason why they don't want to defend the southern border or build a wall. Because it's, it's really weird to me why now all of a sudden they don't want to have a wall or a fence or a barrier on the southern border. But I think, you know what the best thing to do is, well, let's just listen to the hypocrites. Let's listen to them contradict themselves. Let's listen to Barack Obama contradict himself in in 2016 and 2006 so what he said in 2016 versus what he said in 2006 so we're talking before trump and after trump after trump before trump let's listen let's listen to what the democrats have to say and then let's listen to chuck schumer what he had to say in just as recent as 2017 versus what chuck schumer had to say back in 2009 before trump after Trump. In fact, that's the real amnesty. Pretending we can deport 11 million people or build a wall without spending tens of billions of dollars of taxpayer money uh, is abetting uh, what is uh, really uh, just factually incorrect. It's, it's not going to work. Okay, that was President Obama in 2006 in 2016 that's during trump era right so let's listen to barack obama before trump era in 2006 the bill before us will certainly do some good it will authorize some badly needed funding for better fences and better security along our borders and that should help stem some of the tide of illegal immigration in this country okay does anybody else hear the hypocrisy in that? Does anybody else hear the hypocrisy? It just, it, it makes my ears ring when I hear bullshit like that. And it's clearly that has nothing to do with your beliefs. Your beliefs didn't change. The fact of the matter is the person that's in the White House, you don't care for. So you'll do anything that you can to disrupt uh, their, their office. 
and it's really shameful. But let's go ahead, let's jump to Chuck Schumer. This is as recent as 2017. This is Chuck Schumer in Trump era. Uh, Senator McConnell wanted me to negotiate the wall with President Trump. I said to him two things. First, it's not a negotiation, no wall. And second, I said, only you can persuade him that he shouldn't uh, do the wall because it'll cause a government shutdown. Okay, that's Chuck Schumer, 2017. Let's see, let's see what Charles had to talk about in 2009. Illegal immigration is wrong. And a primary goal of comprehensive immigration reform must be to dramatically curtail future illegal immigration. Second, operational control of our borders through significant additional increases in infrastructure, technology, and border personnel must be achieved within a year of enactment. Okay, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty clear that the Democrats are full of shit. Um, people like Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, full of shit when they say that you know, things like border walls are inefficient, that border walls, uh, that border walls are immoral. Democrats who oppose President Trump's border wall signed the Secure Fence Act in 2006, authorizing hundreds of miles of fencing to be erected to secure our southern border. Now, the problem right now, I think the main problem isn't so much Chuck Schumer, honestly. I think he's just you know, he's being like the Brody. He's just rolling around with Nancy Pelosi because she's the freaking rock star right now of the Democratic Party because um, she's, you know, she's reaching out to her far left base. Um, but right now, Speaker Pelosi is not willing to compromise for border security. Border security is essential to the nation's survival. Democratic representatives are making fools of themselves by being blatantly hypocritical. Border barriers were a bipartisan vote just three years ago, which simply shows Democrats are willing to sacrifice the safety of our nation and economy for their anti-Trump agenda. They're aware that, you know, their border policies don't work without a barrier. We know that barriers work. Just a year ago, Democrats were in support of sending our taxpayer dollars to build a wall in Jordan. In Jordan. So why not here at home? They all live in gated communities that are heavily guarded, but why not our nation? President Trump has negotiated and negotiated and negotiated. The Republicans have negotiated and negotiated and negotiated, dropping the original funding request from $25 billion to just $5 billion. The, the very same Democrats who approved $30 billion for the border wall under, pres under uh, President Obama. We, U.S. taxpayers, have funded Israel's border barriers, which has cut illegal immigration in Israel by 99.9%. It has cut illegal immigration in Israel by 99.9%. Hungary. Hungary has erected a border fence, cutting illegal immigration by 99.7%. The truth is... They know it's effective, and that scares them the most. They are hoping for a new voter, a new voting base. You know, they want an illegal voting base. And this is why they don't want voter ID laws. Elected officials have used the excuse it's, it's racist to want voter ID laws because it could, 
you know, it could be harder for black or Hispanic citizens to vote. Okay, this is my thought on that. If you're black or Hispanic, you should be offended by this. I've never met a black person that doesn't have a state ID or some legal form of identification. It's insulting to use the black community or Hispanic community pretending we are too ignorant to figure out how to get a state ID. We spend on average $170 billion a year on illegal immigrants as a nation. This average is rising annually. We're asking for $5 billion to, to create a 99.9 to 99.7% effectiveness. That's, we're asking for for $5 billion. This average is rising annually. As of January 22nd, 2019, we spent six, a little bit over $16 billion on illegal immigration for just this year alone. Now liberals, you know, the, the tolerant ones, they want to disband ICE police. It's very apparent they don't want security and they're not willing to reach an agreement. It is unfair to citizens who are footing the bill it is unfair for people who are waiting patiently to come into America the legal way. We're a nation of laws. Walls are not immoral. People taking advantage of our economy, our pooled benefits, judicial, uh, excuse me, judicial system, and our workforce is immoral. It should not be allowed to continue. You know, it's weird because Chuck Schumer said some of the very same things and now all of a sudden they flip flop. It's like every single Democrat who who is a, a a vocal piece for the Democratic Party right now have all at some point in time hinted at, alluded to, or directly said that a wall would be effective at the southern border. Build the wall and reform our immigration system so that we, the American people, cannot be taken advantage of by outsiders who see us as a charity case or a welfare state. That's my views on that. It's, it's really, it's very disingenuous when they pretend and they play and, and they dodge and they evade and they don't want to come to the table and they don't want to sit down and they don't want to, they're hostile to our president and they talk down about him. But when they're in his face in his office, when the camera's around, Nancy Pelosi is like, well, I don't think we need to have this discussion while the cameras are here. No, we want clarity. We want to see you in your true colors, Nancy. We want to see what you are really about. We want to see what Chuck Schumer's about. And we want to see what Donald Trump is really about. And I think from actually watching that when you guys had that sit down I think honestly Donald Trump was you know he was very honest he was very respectful he didn't obviously didn't slam his hand on the table and storm out you know as as lion ass Chuck Schumer says but it, it wasn't that at all but hey you know what we got to cut for a break um and when we come back we're gonna hit on some new stuff guys welcome back to elephant in the room again it's your host jim ferreira okay 
The next thing that we're going to talk about is veteran unemployment. A lot of people may not know this because mainstream media sources like CNN, NBC, all these other left-wing uh, sources have not reported this, uh, but veteran unemployment is now at an 18-year low. It's an 18-year low. That's another success for the Trump presidency. No one cares to cover this. Okay, well, President Trump tweeted this exactly. Just announced that veterans unemployment has reached an 18-year low. Really good news for our vets and their families. Will soon be an all-time low. Do you think the media will report on this? And all of the other great economic news? Okay. Again, and this is after, in 2018, we had a 3.5% drop in unemployment for the veteran uh, population. So that ties in with black unemployment, which is the lowest it's ever been in American history. Latino unemployment, which is the lowest it's ever been in American history, women unemployment, which is the lowest it's ever been in American history, and overall unemployment, which is the lowest it's been in 50 years. He questions whether the mainstream media would report this because of their blatant bias. And of course, they didn't. So, I mean, it just goes to show how much they dislike our president, that they won't even report his successes. You know, as a veteran, personally, I think this is great. You know, I honestly believe um, one of the main reasons why veterans get out of the military and not all, but a lot end up, you know, committing suicide, uh, addicted to drugs, homelessness. I think all this ties into a lot of the times it's really hard as a veteran for you to transition um, when you leave the military because you left from such a structured life to now you have to handle everything on your own. Um, some of us are able to adapt easier than others. Um, I know that for me personally, when I left the military, uh, it wasn't an easy transition. It wasn't easy for me to get a job and, and maintain a job when I first got out of the military. It wasn't easy at all because I was so used to having a strict schedule of everything that was going to go on for my day. And pretty much everything was handed to me. You know, I, I knew where I had to be at 6 a.m. I knew I had to be, you know, at formation. I knew I had to be ready to go. And I knew I had to be in the motor pool by 9 a.m. So that means in between... After we got off of PT, I got to go home, take a shower right quick, go get breakfast. And I knew I had to be standing tall in the motor pool, ready to go. Um, it, it, it's very hard for veterans to adapt because everybody in the military thinks like they think. You know, they're, they're so used to having this pattern. Um, so I, I don't understand why. The mainstream media, I do understand why the mainstream media wouldn't report it. It's because they just dislike the president and they don't want to report any of his successes. They don't want his administration to have any credit of success to go down in the American history books. And that that alone is shameful because the media is supposed to be 
fair. Of course, in every media source, there's going to be a natural bias. Uh, I'm not excluding that from any source. There, of course, there's going to be a natural bias. I admit my bias. I'm a conservative. I admit my bias. But for a media news outlet, they're, they're supposed to be fair when reporting the news. And unfortunately, they are not currently uh, being very fair for this administration. And I think, I think overall, what they reported, uh, I think it's somewhere around 92% of all negative reporting of Donald Trump. Well, I think that's very weird when we have so much success going on right now under his presidency, so much economical success, so many businesses being created, so many jobs being created, so many, uh, so many raises going on in between these corporations and small businesses. Uh, I mean, the black community is actually benefiting vastly under Donald Trump, even though they seem to try to make him out as a racist. If, if I'm a racist and I'm a president and I'm racist against black people or Latino people, why would I make any policy that benefits black people at all? Why would I reduce their unemployment to the lowest it's ever been in American history, black and Hispanic and women? Why would I do that? I mean, it's not like I, I have an a incentive to do that. Why would I do that if I'm a racist? You know, black-owned businesses. There, there are more black-owned businesses now than there has ever been in American history. And it all happened under Donald Trump's presidency. Has nothing to do with Barack Obama's policies. It has everything to do with slashing red tape, uh, the slashing taxes, and creating an incentive for business owners to pay their employees more, to, to give them bonuses. And, you know, it's, it's really sad that the media doesn't want to cover this. And when we look at sources like, I don't know, Fox News, OAN, who do report this stuff, the only excuse, the only, the only thing that I hear from liberals is, oh, it's because they're biased. Well, of course, yeah, they're biased, but this is actual news. This is real news. This is success. This is a president making Americans more successful. And in a sense, I guess that's what you would mean by making America great again. It's crazy to me, though, because I listen to people talk about, uh, I listen to a lot of liberals say, you know, make America great again. America was never great. To who? Today in society, there is never, there's never been a better country to be a black man. You can't name a country in the world right now that has ever been better to be a black man than America. Yes, America didn't get all, always get its shit right. It took many years. There was slavery. There was other immoral things that happened. But there were people that stood up and said, hey, this isn't right. There are people who fought for the black community. There are people, conservative people, who stood up against slavery, who stood up against Jim Crow laws, who stood up against segregation. Who do you think were the people who were voting for this, voting against slavery and Jim Crow laws? It was Republicans. It wasn't Democrats. 
the vast majority, every, every, every single, every single fight in the civil rights struggle was opposed by Democrats. Every single one. I mean, it's just facts. You cannot, you, you cannot name a single struggle in the black community that wasn't opposed by Democrats. Even up to three strikes rule, Democrats. Reenacting the war on drugs. Okay, we should have learned our lesson the first time. Ronald Reagan, one of the best presidents in American history, he fucked up once. He initiated the war on drugs and he realized that he fucked up. So why enact that again? Why did Bill Clinton feel that this would be something beneficial to reenact when you when you saw how it failed so horribly and how how damaging it was to the black community why reenact that it's because the racists have never been on the republican side the racists have always been on the democratic side History does not lie. And it's crazy when people say, oh, well, you, do, you know the party switched. So I always, always, now, I always sit back and I, I say, okay, you say that the party switched because that's what, your, that's what your professor told you. That's what your liberal news sources told you. So the easy way, I, I say that the party's never switched. And the easy way for you to debunk what I'm saying, all you'd have to do, I'll make it simple, name five Democrats who switched parties. Whether 1930s or 1960, name five Democrats. And I've never got a liberal who could ever name five Democrats who switched parties. I say, okay, we'll name five Republicans who switched parties. To this day, I cannot find a single liberal who can name five Republicans who ended up switching parties. You want to know why? Because it never happened. It never happened. You've been lied to by your liberal professors. You've been lied to by your liberalized education. And I always tell people, well, why don't you go to a library and read some real history books. Not the ones that, that are handed to you by your federalized education. Why don't you go to a library? Hell, we all have smartphones nowadays. Why don't you look on your smartphone, download some real historical history books to learn about American history, and you'll find there's a lot of contradictions from what your social studies and American history teachers have told you. And that's, that's the real problem, indoctrination in, in our educational system. And they're, they're converting our, our kids. It's really, it's really um, very unpatriotic and un-American to me. And that's why we have so many kids now who identify as socialists. They, they, they think socialism is a great thing is because they've been liberalized.
And it's our it's our job as parents um, to really combat that. And, you know, I'm going to teach you the truth because, yes, you go to school to have a teacher. But at the end of the day, my job as a parent is to be your teacher. I don't care what your teacher said. When it comes to American history, your teachers are not going to lie to you. I'm not going to allow that. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to resource. Here are the facts. And I, I still leave that invitation open. If, I, if any liberal who's listening to this now, I leave that invitation open to you. You can email me. You can, you can send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't care. Name five Democrats who switch parties. That's it. If the entire platform switch, then you can name five of them. Name five Republicans. Name five. That's all I'm asking. But I haven't met a liberal yet who can do that. Not a professor, not, not some guy on the street, not a historian. I haven't named, I, I haven't met one yet. So we really need to hash out this indoctrination and we need to, we need to, there's a lot of movements going on right now in America uh, where conservatives are, you know, getting stronger and getting stronger and exposing a lot of the bullshit that is fed to us growing up. Because as many people know, I was a Democrat. I was a liberal for many years. I grew up with liberal parents. Uh, I, I grew up in an environment where everyone I knew was a liberal. So it took, it took me to be out in the world on my own and to read and to study and to research to find out that everything I was told was a lie. Everything. Everything I was told was a lie. So we need to stop this indoctrination and conservatives, we need to stand together and make sure that that happens. Are you tired of your girlfriend banging guys with beards? Alpha males with army tattoos, with guns. Then you need to tune into Elephant in the Room. We might make a conservative out of you. Because chicks dig guys with beards. And big dicks. In the words of the elegant poet Biggie Smalls, If you don't know, now you know, nigga. Alright guys, welcome back. I want to start this off real quick with uh with a actually I'm just going to I'm just going to be blunt about it. What's what's one of the biggest lies that mainstream media has reported without uh actually doing any research? Any research whatsoever. Now I'm not certain that this is the biggest, but it is one of the biggest. How about the lie that uh you know, the bad hombre down the street who's here illegally uh, he's less likely to commit a crime than a national-born citizen. How about that lie? 
Because uh, research would say otherwise. Research definitely says otherwise. In fact, the U.S. Sentencing Commission says otherwise. Here's a list of uh, convictions, okay? So, we know for a fact that about 6 to 7% of the U.S. population are illegal immigrants. We know that for a fact. 6 to 7%. But did you know that 6 to 7% of the population actually commits 22% of the murders, 18% of fraud, 13% of money laundering, 29% of drug trafficking, 72% of drug possessions. That's a big fucking deal. When CNN tells you the bullshit that, oh, well, you know, in, in, and these uh, these illegal immigrants, they uh, actually commit less crime than natural-born citizens. So maybe we should jokingly <laughs> kick out natural-born citizens. Uh, no, you're full of shit because the prison system doesn't lie. Okay, we de- we literally detain thousands of these motherfuckers every year. And yes, I say motherfuckers, and I don't say motherfuckers lightly because they're here illegally and they're benefiting off of my tax dollar. So I don't feel bad about calling a motherfucker a motherfucker. That's a big problem for me. When 7% of the population is committing 22% of the murders who aren't supposed to be here in the first place, that's a lot of mothers that don't get their kids back. That's a lot of kids that don't get their father or their mother back. You know, a brother, a sister, a cousin, an uncle. That's a lot of people who unnecessarily died when we could have done something to prevent the mass influx of these illegal motherfuckers. Now, by no account, in no way, shape, or form, is this racially driven I have no problem with Hispanic people or other brown people who are brown like me who come here the right way, the legal way and are just in search of a better life. Hell, I'm sure that majority of illegal immigrants are in search of a better life and to be honest, of that 7% only about 3.4% of them are actually committing the crime which is really bad because that means about half of every illegal immigrant that comes into this country uh, they, they're going to come here and commit a crime whether it's a DUI, whether it's drug trafficking, whether it's they're going to commit a crime on top of the crime of them already being here illegally that's a big problem All right, guys. Well, I appreciate everybody who tuned in, but this episode's got to come to an end. So tune in for next Sunday, where we drop some more American shit on you. God bless. This is Elephant in the Room. Jim Ferreira signing out.